on RSN Sunday Central. Talking Trots. Joining me to talk at Trots this morning is Rob Orber after a big night of Breeders' Crown semi-finals night at Melton last night. Rob, good morning to you. Uh, good morning to you, Brendan. It certainly yeah, was a very big night uh, last night at Tapwall Park, Melton, where we saw the semi-finals of the uh, Australia Breeders' Crown Series, and we saw some uh, amazing performances, and in particular, the Emma Stewart Stable continues to dominate, and they produced uh, some outstanding winners last night. Yeah, none more so than in the first race, uh, Rob. The the lead time in the first race, I think Dan nearly got that excited him might have toppled out of the box there. 41-6 lead time, that's as fast as any class go, let alone the two-year-olds. Well, I think that's what uh, highlights the performance of the Lost Storm winning the first race last night. It was the first semi-final of the two-year-old Colts and Geldings, and that lead time of 41-6, and for the... Astute harness racing followers would know the lead time plays an enormous part in how the race normally develops. And when you go 41-6 lead time, which was a record lead time, we, we see the open class horses don't even run those times. I think the previous record before that was 41-9. So a two-year-old going 41-6, amazing times. And the most uh, impressive part of it, the horse kept going. Uh, it was a 29-3 first quarter, 31 29.6 and home in 27.1 for a mile rate of 153.9. And those times are just phenomenal for a two-year-old. And this son of Captain Treacherous, he's going to be awfully hard to beat going into the final next week, uh, Brendan. Yep. Uh, Captain Ravishing, uh, we've seen him back. Another son of Captain Treacherous in, in race number nine. Uh, he's ripped home in some, some pretty good time there, Rob. But, but once he got to the lead, he got it pretty easy. 30 seconds first quarter, 30.2 seconds. He's entitled to rip it home off the back of those splits. Yeah, look, one thing we do know uh, with Captain Ravishing, he's got the ability to uh, reel off some uh, amazing sectional times. And once he got the easy sectionals early in the race, uh, 27-1 and then 25-9 the last 400 metres, uh, just uh, made it impossible for anything to run him down. He, he won easily. He won by 22 metres. He defeated an informed rip who's been chasing uh, his little heart out behind Captain Ravishing in recent starts, but has been no match. And once again, you know, front row, front row draw for both the Lost Storm and Captain Ravishing in the finals next week make both horses exceptionally hard to beat. It was a good drive in that race uh, just to to qualify uh, there, Rob. Uh, he was, uh, he's Charlie's Angel, uh, ended up running third. Was that enough to get he's Charlie's Angel through into the final? Yeah, look, the first six horses uh, qualify through the semifinals into the finals. And uh, Charlene Guzman, who uh, has done a terrific job, she's uh, bred... Uh, her own horses, uh, she owns them, she trains them, she drives them, and she's been able to qualify two runners in the finals. Uh, he's Charlie's Angel and also Clive's Girl, uh, both out of her mare. She's a Norma Jean, who, as a racehorse, uh, you know, had 34 starts uh, for four wins, 34,000 stake earnings, but yet she's gone to the uh, breeding barn and she's left herself at uh, two above-average horses. And uh, a big, big thrill for Charlene. She's never been part of the Breeders' Crown final and to have two runners that she's uh, not only uh, bred and owned but trains and drives, it's a pretty special moment for her. Yeah. 
such a proactive drive to give herself a chance at qualifying, you know, get yourself on that big stage. This is the, the races that uh, when you're turning your hand to breeding, uh, Rob, these are the ones that you, you're wanting to be a part of. And, you know, she's got the, the might of Emma Stewart in front of her, but she still gave her chan- herself every chance to qualify for a, a pretty rich final. I'm sure it'd be a great thrill for her and her, and her team. Oh, no doubt. And, and look, uh, as we all know, racing uh, is a great leveller. Sometimes you can have the best bred horses in the world. It doesn't necessarily mean you can have the best race horses in the world. But, you know, for a, for a, for a, a lady who uh, just does everything, you know, on a small small scale and, you know, to have two, uh, two horses and to qualify for these finals are, are very special. And, you know, I, I've, look, I've been very fortunate myself to, to breed and race and win a Breeders' Grand Final and, you know, there's nothing more uh, exciting just to be part of it, and if you if you get some of the spoils at the end, even more better. It's a, it's a fantastic series, Rob. But I wish they'd go back to the Sunday. The Sunday was the day everyone used to enjoy. Uh, even though it's a, it's a bit warmer now, I'm sure we could work out a, a nice uh, spring Sunday to have the Breeders' Crown rather than the Saturday night. Yeah, look, you know. There's, there's so many different thoughts, isn't there? Uh, you know, a lot of people still wish uh, that the Breeders' Crown was held at Bendigo, where it initially started. Uh, you know, there's been a few different, uh, d- a few different uh, tries at, uh, at the series that hosting at different parts. Look, I think from a um, harness racing perspective, you know, I mean, I've been a, a big supporter to have you know all these feature races move to uh, you know spring and summer to showcase not only um, you know the best horses in better weather, but obviously give these horses a more more longer chance to mature and, and produce their best. Unfortunately, what none of us predicted that uh, spring and summer has turned into uh, more like a, a very wet winter. <laughs> Let's take a look at uh, Cranbourne, the quaddy legs uh, there to uh, night. Uh, Rob, I'm sure it's going to be a, a much quieter Cranbourne when you're getting there this afternoon than when I left it yesterday uh, afternoon at the conclusion of the Cup program. First thing of the quaddy, race number uh, Five and uh, the scratching from this event is two star hunter American legacy for Alfred and Lily two dollars and seventy Biola boy five dollars and six dollars celestial gossip. Yeah, look, this is a very open race. I, I think if you can afford to take one quaddy, a wide quaddy, don't be afraid to take a field because you, you can go through each of these runners and actually find a case of why they can run well in this race, trying to narrow it down. Look, I'm going for one a little bit of each way. Value here in number 10, so what? Look, this mare's had two runs back from a spell. Uh, she chased uh, home Kakoa at her first up effort, and, you know, she looked like she was in the need of the run, and then she went to Melton in the next run, in the Victorian Harness Racing Media Association, Graham Gotham Memorial, and she chased home Polly put uh, Kettle on. They went 152-2 on that particular night. She was beaten 16 metres, but in saying that, her times were outstanding. She's a good sit and sprint mare. She's got a little bit of class against some of these runners. Uh, American Legacy is going to be very hard to beat second up. He, he'll certainly go around. But there's a lot of speed off the front row here. Uh, horses like Over the Odds, What Did You Say, By Alla Boy, all go forward horses. So... I think the speed will be genuine. American Legacy normally, you know, makes a move to, to sit outside the leader. So if the tempo is solid enough and so what can get a three-wide trail, I think each way, uh, she's certainly got a great hope here, number 10. Uh, obviously, American Legacy second up looks very hard to beat. Uh, Big Jim Valentine, uh, you know, he's a bit of a hard horse to catch, but when he's uh, on song, he's, uh, he's hard to hold out. Viola Boy's been in good form, but it's a tricky race. Every horse in this race has got a winning chance. So I've gone for value. Race five, number 10 each way, so what? 
Sixth event on the program, clear of any scratchings. Rockin' Bugatti is the favourite here at $2.40, ahead of Heaven's Charm for Chris Finocio at $4, and Conspirator a $5.50 chance. Yeah, look, I sat with Clive Henderson last night. He trains Rockin' Bugatti. Uh, look, he's going really well. He's chased on Cloud 9 in that sizzling time at Melton. Uh, last start, it was a $20,000 race. They went 153.7, and despite being well beaten, uh, this is a bit of a dropping class. He was second to Red Hot Assassin at his prior run, who's qualified for the Breeders' Crown Final, and fourth behind Incisor, who will start one of the favourites in the three-year-old Phillies Breeders' Crown Final. So I think Rockin' Bugatti's got some good form line to suggest he'll be hard to hold out tonight. I've tipped him on top. Ahead of four, Conspirator, who's another horse that can mix his form, but obviously a front-row draw really helps his chances. Seven Heavenly Charms, an underrated mare who's run some very good races in the past. I think she comes into this race really well. So I've gone eight, four, and seven uh, for uh, the sixth event, but Rockin' Bugatti certainly gets his chance here tonight. Race number seven on the uh, program. Scratching here is six modern bliss. 2180 is the trip. Norm's Lady is the favourite here at dollar ninety. Done it bad. 310 out to Execution Oro at $6.50. Yeah, Chris Finozio, as we know, does an outstanding job with uh, not only his trotters but paces as well. Norm's Lady is a three-year-old filly. She's only had the seven starts to date for three wins and three placings, but She's been in really good form. She's come back from a spell with a second at Bendigo behind Holly Stars, and there was a good winner uh, defeating El Baloo last start at Bendigo. Gets into the right race here tonight. She is the favourite, deserves to be favourite. I think she'll be hard to beat. Interesting runner here is number eight, Done It Bad. He's an eight-year-old uh, who's come across from uh, New Zealand with um, the Jamison uh, camp at Cranbourne, locally trained, and uh, certainly... The team like to produce their horses at Cranbourne. He hasn't started since the 12th of August 2021. Uh, he has trialled at Melton going back a, a few weeks ago. Uh, so he'll, he'll be primed to run a good race. He's obviously going to be the danger here with a big watch. I thought Joshua Richard first up. He's shown ability in the past. He can run well. And uh, execution all right from the pole position. But I thought primarily it was a race into. I'm pretty keen on Norm's Lady, but obviously we haven't seen enough of number eight done it bad to get a, a real true assessment of the horse. But, you know, he's, he's here from New Zealand. You've got to respect him. So five from eight. Three and a half minutes off the next at Heels. Vel Fun Idol is a favourite there. Tab fixed odds at $2.60. And in the next event, James going 7, 5, 3 and 4 as we move to the last leg of the quarter at Cranbourne this evening over the uh, 2,080 metres for the Trotters. There are no scratchings here. Champagne Charlie at $2.50. Ruta Soleil at $2.90. $3.10. Kai Valley Surf Rider. Then Bundalong Bruiser at $10, Rob. Yeah, look, all of those four horses are very nice horses and um, they're all, you know, at their best. They, they can be right in the finish here. Wada Soleil, he's a hard horse to catch. I mean, each run this time in, he's been showing ongoing improvement. I thought his third at Maryborough behind Down Under Barkers and Mercenary was uh, a very good effort. Uh, didn't have the best of luck in the home straight and despite getting well beaten, he did chase home some nice horses. He should be primed for this. So I've tipped him on top ahead of eight champagne Charlie, who's absolutely airborne at the moment. Uh, he's a lovely four-year-old going well for Fred Spatiri. Jack Law takes the drive. He's made it back-to-back wins as his last two. Uh, the, the great story has been Kai Valley surf rider Katrina Fitzpatrick, who's taken over the training of this uh, five-year-old. Uh, he's, uh, he's loving all the attention he's getting from uh, Katrina. He's won his past two starts. 
Chris Alford drives. He's going to be in a nice spot again and certainly will be hard to beat. And uh, number six, uh, who's bummed along bruiser, lightly raced trotter, who shows good ability. He's first up since August. But, look, I've gone seven, eight, three, and then six for uh, the final leg of the quaddy. Recap of your quaddy numbers, please, uh, Rob, and a best and value bet for the card at Cranbourne tonight. Yeah, look, I think play wide if you can in the first. Take one with the field. And then uh, I think probably if we're narrowing it down, 10 on top, so what? Ahead of number nine, uh, American Legacy. And then three, uh, which is Big Jim Valentine. So 10, nine, three in the first leg. Uh, second leg, I think here, again, we can narrow it down to three main hopes. Uh, number uh, number eight, Rocking Bugatti on top. Ahead of four, Conspira- Conspirator. And seven, Heavenly Charm. Eight, four, and seven. Uh, race seven, uh, I think we can narrow it down to two main chances here. Five, Norm's Lady, and eight, Done It Bad. And we finish up in the final leg here. I think we can take three horses, primarily number seven, Wad de Soleil, ahead of eight, Champagne, Charlie, and three, Kai Valley Surf Rider. Best bet of the night, look, I'll go race six, number eight, Rockin' Bugatti. And my best roughie for the night's race five, number ten, So What. Thanks very much for your time this morning, Robin. Good calling this evening. Thanks, Brendan. Keep up the great work. Thank you.